Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of Conversations on Dance is generously supported by Yumiko. Yumiko just launched their brand new Multicolor Plus collection. Now there truly are unlimited ways to customize your leotards to express your unique style. The plus in the new Multicolor Plus collection is the additional and multiple fabrics and colors used for every individual strap, trimming, and panel of the leotards in this collection. Pieces feature intricate designs that can include two different colors within the same panel, alternating velvet and nylon trims on different sides of the body, as well as multiple fabrics and colors on straps and necklines. Check out all the ways that you can customize the new Multicolor Plus collection now by clicking over to yumiko.com or visiting their New York City flagship boutique. Before we get started today, we want to announce that we have just launched a Conversations on Dance Facebook group. Join now by searching Conversations on Dance Friends of the Pod to connect with other listeners, post your thoughts about episodes, ask us questions, request guests, and much more. Join today and become a friend of the pod. I'm Rebecca King Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden, and you're listening to Conversations on Dance. Today we have the pleasure of welcoming actress, Golden Globe Award winner, and bunhead, Jennifer Garner, to the Conversations on Dance podcast. While she doesn't need an introduction, what you might be fascinated to learn, like we were, is that her love for ballet runs deep and started at a young age. As a girl, she took ballet all through high school, only stopping once she got to college and turned her focus to other things. She has remained a lover of ballet, and since she has taken to Instagram with this love, she is using her platform to spread the word about ballet far and wide. We talk with Jennifer about how dance really sparked her interest in performing and acting, how ballet shaped her into who she is today, and she reveals that she truly is a bunhead in every sense of the word. Hi, 
So Jennifer, thank you so much for having us. I'm uh, so happy you guys are hosting us. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> this is so fun. We really appreciate it. We're so happy to talk with you. Um, so just to get started, normally we ask all of our first our guests when we our first question is how they got their start in dance. And we want to talk with you about your ballet background and your love for ballet. But first, we want to ask you about how you got started acting and performing. Oh, dancing. I started, started I mean it's all kind uh-huh. of one and the same, isn't it? I um, I was, gosh, I, well, I guess we kind of have to start with dance to go into that then. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, I was little, I was three, we were in Texas, we did on the good ship lollipop. Um, I think that was my <laughs> one year of tap ever. Although I think in, when I was a senior in high school, I tried it again, but it's never going to happen. Um, <laughs> and my big sister did it. And so I was stuck into it. Isn't that the way, yes. you know, so often the big sister does it and you're, there you are. And then um, we moved to West Virginia, and my mom just stuck us right into ballet. And I was never going to be – there was nothing about me that would ever suggest that I would be a dancer. I don't have turnout. I don't have extension. I don't have – my muscles aren't set up for it at all. But – it is just what I did. I had a ballet teacher who I, whom I still um, speak to all the time. Her name was Nina Lou Denton. She was a former Miss West Virginia. Amazing. <laughs> and she raised me. And uh, she was the math teacher at school, um, in our high school. And she was the ballet teacher, had the ballet studio, and had uh, the, the local youth company. And ran the, uh, and still runs the... Um, our community theater. Mm-hmm. So I just did everything with her. I yeah. would, <laughs> I saw her all day, every day. Amazing. Mm-hmm. That's so great. So you kind of did everything when you were a student. You were, you played saxophone in the marching band. Yes. Mm-hmm. And which you, you would, do on uh, Instagram sometimes. Every which I now and then, <laughs> on a lucky day. Yes, just for Reese Witherspoon's birthday, actually. I don't know why. <laughs> that seems like that. a good opportunity <laughs> to take that out. It seems like the right time. Um, but, you know, like theater, piano lessons, singing. Um, so obviously eventually you pared that down, but what, at that point, what were you, you had so many options. What were you thinking? What were you envisioning for your future? As- I thought I would write children's books and I thought I'd be a school librarian. And then when I was in high school, I went into college as a chemistry major and, um, but before school even started, I mean, all through middle school and high school, I danced every single day, like from when school was over, I would usually teach the three or four or five-year-olds their class. Mm -hmm. And then I would dance until 1030. You know how it is. Like you have your class, then you have your other class, then you have rehearsal. And um, which is so crazy to think that I was in Charleston, West Virginia, you know, on point six hours a day for all those years. Totally. But the, um, I, I still, it was just what I did. It wasn't like it was an option. I mean, when I even thought about, like, I never would have thought I'd be in front of a camera ever mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I, it's not even like I gave it thought. I thought the people in Gilligan's Island lived on an island. I didn't, <laughs> you know, I just, <laughs> we were so in another planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. And so um, when I went to college, I immediately put myself into a theater production where I didn't have a line, but I had to sit on the side of the stage. And I realized, like, I didn't care if I was just sitting on the side of the stage. I was just so happy to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is really, it wasn't until I think I was at the theater so much that it was clear I wasn't going to be a chemistry major. <laughs> and I made that switch pretty uh-huh. early on. 
And then, um, but I still thought I would go back and go to law school or something. Uh-huh. Wow. I was kind of like, oh, this is just, you know, I'm just doing this. Uh-huh. But I don't think, I think my mom who had no, it, this isn't in my family at all, but my mom never had a doubt. She was always, and she didn't talk about it. She was just like, well, Jennifer, it seems to me like you want to be an actor, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's amazing. Uh-huh. Did there come a time where you had to kind of put your point shoes aside and stop doing ballet and focus a little more on your acting? It happened really naturally. Yeah. I, I started just taking class mm-hmm. at college and mm-hmm. I just took I just took a class a day and then a class a few times a week. And mm-hmm. then, you know, when I would do the dance performances and, um, but I mostly spent my ballet classes trying to make the other girls laugh. And I was like <laughs> tortured, <laughs> tortured our ballet teacher, um, because I wasn't as scared of her as I had been. Yeah. Miss Denton and still am. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> never goes away. And so I just, um, I actually found her email with my best friend from college who had been a dancer and she and I emailed this woman together and said, um, Eleni, we are so sorry <laughs> for what brats we were. We were just so obnoxious. Oh my god! But um, it kind of just happened really gradually and yeah. naturally. Did you always get in trouble for talking in class? We always did too. I always, um, <laughs> I was always like chewing gum and then I would blow a bubble and tuck it. Ooh. I would blow a bubble behind their back and then tuck it under my, uh-huh. you know, yeah. That's so good. That's amazing. <laughs> so then at what point was it that you were really becoming serious about acting and that that became the kind of singular focus? Um, I was always serious about it. I just didn't realize it was going to be a job. Mm. I, every summer in college, I worked in summer stock Mm. and, um, I would build the sets and I would work for free and I would make the costumes and, you know, hang the lights and do the whatever. And I would just get a little, little role, but I was just so happy to be there. And I, every summer I worked at a little bit better of a better theater, Mm -hmm. um, I didn't realize that I was really building for a kid a pretty kick-ass little resume. Right, right, you know, right. I, I had worked all over the country. I had mm-hmm. done all these roles in college. I could dance. And at the time, I was singing more than I have in, you know, 20 years. <laughs> um, and so I got to New York and had this real fresh-off-the-bus experience. I was just mm-hmm. visiting friends. I was mm-hmm. um, staying with a friend that I'd worked with at a strip mall in Florida mm-hmm. um, at a theater <laughs> called the Brian C. Smith Off-Broadway Theater, which ended up, the guy ended up going to jail for tax fraud. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I was staying with that friend and I ended up just like going on auditions and getting all these jobs. And yeah, yeah. actually one of the jobs was um, the thing that kept me in New York was this. You, yeah. I, I just, I'm sorry. My son. Yeah. It's, it's so Irishman. Yes. Of yeah. course. <laughs> I sing this to him at night. I wonder oh. if he's made that connection. In case the mic's not picking it up, let's talk about what's happening in the oh, background We're at right my now. house um, <laughs> in L.A., and my son is seven, and he's reluctantly having his <laughs> piano lesson. So he's been Saturday. playing the whole time we've yeah. been here. Is that, like, important? You obviously played piano as a kid. Is it important for you to instill that in I your kids as well? I just told them, guys, you're going to play piano <laughs> until college. Uh. I mean, you just, nobody ever says, I'm so glad my mom let me quit piano. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I'm the worst because I'm not good at making them practice I'm not I'm not a good 
um, tiger mom in that way. I wish mm-hmm. that I were better, but as long as they're just doing it and there's a through line of it, then I'm okay. It's yeah, really I'm good. actually the opposite. I, I had to quit for ballet. And I'm yeah. like, I wish that I I had been able to go through because both my siblings can still play. Ugh. And I'm like, I missed out on that. Yeah. But I got other totally. things. I guess, yeah, so. you, you have other things going on. You're all right. Yeah. So, um, got we, derailed for a second. Yeah, we yeah. always talk about like those early beginnings where, you know, it is hard to make a break or, um, you know, a lot, any artist has that kind of initial struggle or like you're on the circuit looking for work. Um, was there a moment when you, in when you were doing those auditions where it felt like, um, this might not work out? And if so, how did you push through it? For sure. And still mm-hmm. that happens. <laughs> and I think that that is such a just a core part of being an artist. I don't think you can escape it. I don't think it ever goes away. I think probably if we were sitting here with Meryl Streep, if we talked long enough, she would say, yeah, I I don't exactly know what I'm doing. And I am nervous about what I'm doing. You know what I mean? That, that, that is just part and parcel of who we all Mm -hmm. are and what we've chosen. Um, But yes. And I think part of it was I had a great girlfriend who I met, early on, like on my second job, it was a Hallmark Hall of Fame movie. And we played Amish sisters. And she and I um, had a similar ethos. And we just would say to each other, listen, we're between things. So take advantage. What museums have you been to? What have you read? What have you done? You know, we are still living our lives. We all feel like, oh, well, when I get this job, you're like, you're on hold until you're working. But that's not the way it is. This is your life going by. So Mm -hmm. what are you doing to make sure that you're getting the most out of it? And she would kind of spur me on and I would do the same for her. Uh I love that. That's so great. We have a lot of friends who used to be dancers and now have chosen a path like on Broadway Mm -hmm. who have been on Broadway doing the Fosse mm-hmm. Verdon show now yeah. going to be doing West Side Story a lot of ex-dancers are doing stuff like that and we've talked to them about that struggle of like in between gigs in between auditions other than what you just mentioned do you have any like advice for dancers and actors um, going through that period of their career right now that can be really challenging oh my gosh it's such a challenge isn't it I I mean it's always good to put yourself in class Mm -hmm. it's always good to find a way to challenge yourself that you're not expecting it's Mm -hmm. always good to take a job where you're sitting on the side of the stage Mm -hmm. just stay in the mix and when you're there kill it and if that means plunging the toilets in the theater sometimes that's okay as long as you have the long goal in mind Mm -hmm. you know it's just it's it's okay for there's an ebb and flow to everything and you are always one job away from a spurt of work Mm -hmm. but it's also you could be 20 jobs away from anyone knowing you know who you are get having any traction at all just be on your own path yeah I mean I really work hard to first of all avoid anything about myself but that's a pretty specific Um, that's not a universal problem. But I remember when I was starting out, I couldn't read, and I still don't. I just made it a practice. I Mm -hmm. don't read entertainment magazines. I don't read the daily, you know, deadliner. Because I just think it makes, I'm not anxious Mm -hmm. about work. I mean, now I have like, 57 little jobs and I have 50 kids and but (laughs) if I start if I look at entertainment weekly or one of those magazines and see oh so-and-so is doing this Mm -hmm. so-and-so is doing that my heart goes faster right so you have to be disciplined right right right. with your own health I I love that you brought up um because this is something I I never thought of that um 
you know, it makes total sense. But naturally, actors have to um, hone their skills continually, too. You have to going back to class, the importance mm-hmm. of that. I mean, a dancer, if you don't take class, your skills like dissipate entirely. You right. can't do it. So um, how important is that to get back into class? That's something I haven't heard a lot of actors talk about. You know, it's, it's that sort of like Super brushing your teeth, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's been a while, like, take mm-hmm. a Shakespeare class and mm-hmm. make yourself struggle through the language or take a ballet class or mm-hmm. take a an African dance class. Like there, there's just so much to do to be feeding that part of yourself mm-hmm. and you have to, it is a job. It's a job and it's up to you to create how it's gonna go. Right. Whether you're successful or not, who knows? There's so much luck in that. You just don't have control all the right. way. Right. But you can be make sure that you're on your game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. And also just that kind of, like you were mentioning too, what other people are doing. I think that's something that dancers struggle with oh. all the time. Like this person got cast for that, mm-hmm. this, you know, and it's just always And thinking struggle. like you can't, you know, you're always thinking like the next season ahead of the next program. Like, okay, instead of living in the moment, like enjoying your success in that moment, like, okay, I, this program was great. I did these ballets as opposed to like, well, the new season announcement came out and I have to be angst about X ballet that's going next June. It's like it's with dancers. It's so much more in your face with, mm -hmm. you know, you're so you're in a company, you're an apprentice, you see it Mm -hmm. all. You see the steps right in front of you. You see it in the castings and what, you know, your dream roles or whatever it is, like dancers who have never done Capellians or how do you say it right? That's right. Capellia, you're right. right. Well, you know, I have a West Virginia (laughs) (laughs) take on everything. I'm from Kentucky. So it's where Uh, Lexington. Oh yeah, so, where'd you dance with Lexington Ballet? That's where you? I grew up, and then oh, wow. eventually moving to New when York. Did you so. move? How old were you? Um, let's see. I moved to New York when I was fifteen. So yeah, by myself. Oh, you yeah, must have been to the, the door. Peanut in <laughs> the Lexington Ballet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was a lonely boy, so it was good yeah. to get out of there and be with other guys doing ballet. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's so cool. That's yeah. that sounds like you know a very specific path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Let's see. So I wanted to talk about something. Um, so obviously you did get a series of breaks. You know, you moved to LA oh. in 1997 or started getting good work on popular shows right away. But one thing that I wanted to bring up in particular, because for me, it was the first time I remember seeing you on TV. And it's certainly appropriate for this podcast. So the first thing I saw you in was Aftershock, Earthquake in New York. York. (laughs) And of course, you were playing what? A ballet dancer. Uh Yes. (laughs) So was that something that, um, like you auditioned because they, you you were like, oh, like I have this skill set that probably a lot of, there were so many things that I would go up for, but then I wasn't really, I w- didn't dance enough to keep anything up. And I wasn't a good enough dancer to get a role as a dancer. That one, it was such a small part of the job that it didn't, it didn't right, matter. Right, didn't make or break, but. Um, yeah, but <laughs> yes, I remember Aftershock, Earthquake in New York. I remember my agents, I was so broke. And I happened to be visiting my parents in West Virginia and I, I was like really broke and trying to figure out I was living in LA by then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess I had stopped working in restaurants and was just kind of trying to make my living. But it was, it was, I was eking by at that moment. And they called and it was my birthday. And they said, Oh, you know, you got this job. And it wasn't, it was just, a, it was a mini series. Uh-huh. But I was just like, Oh, thank God. I yeah. really need this right. right now. Yeah. Right. That's so yeah. funny. But, yeah. That was. I, I definitely have used it for all it's worth yeah. over, the, over the years, even if it's like, well, don't really like look with one eye closed. Uh-huh. <laughs> so to me, I remember it because I was like, 
you know, that was when I really started. I was like, I'm 100% going to be a dancer. Oh. And like, to, so to see like ballet represented any. remember that. So that is crazy. <laughs> it's very memorable. Okay, yeah. Very. <laughs> yeah, that was Michael's first thing. He's like, we have to talk to her about that. <laughs> I love it. Um, so while you're talking about this time that you were broke, you were needing a lot of breaks in this mm-hmm. moment in your career. You were also in some series that sometimes ended up getting canceled or maybe mm-hmm. didn't get renewed. So we talk a lot about disappointment on the podcast mm-hmm. because we always find with our guests that no matter where they are now, they always went through a down spell and a yeah. down period. So what was there anyone in particular who really helped guide you through this time and helped you like kind of keep your blinders on and stay focused? Um, I would just say, like, always, it's your girlfriends mm-hmm. who, you know, who hold your hand through the whole process. And I I had gone to um, the Eugene O'Neill Center for a semester of college and m- immediately disliked this one really beautiful blonde woman who was super talented. <laughs> and then, of course, she became my best friend uh-huh. and is, like, godmother to my kids or uh-huh. whatever. <laughs> but we lived together in New York. And she she and I would kind of take deep breaths at the same time and help each other, help each other through. But the, the big time disappointments were things that like so much of it, I, I really got lucky early on and I would finish a job and go to the restaurant the next day. I never thought, Oh, I'm starting to make it. I was always just like, I am a hostess who happens to sometimes act. I never called myself an actor until it was really what I was doing for a living. Um, And I would, I remember being a hostess and watching myself go by on a bus and people like, (laughs) and people being yelling at me for making them wait for the table. And then they said, is that you? And I was like, yes. And they said, anyway, we have been here. (laughs) But um, that's amazing. But yes, it was my girlfriend who, you know, we would just hike or do, you just have to focus on something else. Oh, the heartbreaks were things that, um, I, jobs I didn't get, mm-hmm. that I got way down to the end. And I really didn't have any guidance mm-hmm. in how to audition. And I went with wet hair and no makeup to every audition and didn't know to learn my lines oh. for a long time. I'm right. amazed I ever worked. <laughs> I just was like, la, la, la. I was right. so... You know, I was just a country girl, kind of. That's so interesting because as we're talking about this community within ballet dancers, like you're in a Mm -hmm. company, you're in a school, you have Mm -hmm. teachers, those sorts of people who are guiding you and helping you along the way. You you guys are just really thrown out there, just kind of doing your own thing. Yep, fingers crossed. Yeah, see how you do. (laughs) Wow, yeah, that's really incredible. So by 2001, when you sign on for Alias, I imagine you're no longer hostessing. (laughs) <laughs> then I was no longer hosting. <laughs> so that, by that point, that's like the first time you've led a series and it was a huge critical and um, a, a big success with audiences as well. Um, when you were doing the audition for that, when you were going in, are, are you thinking, is this going to be my big break? Or is it just like as an actor, you have to just keep plugging along and you're like, OK, here's another in a series of projects that I'm trying to get. Well, it, it JJ had written it with me in mind. Oh. But then I had to audition for it. Uh-huh. And I was just like, no way am I not getting the role right. that has been written for me. Mm-hmm. And that was a real possibility. That's I, I mean, a lot, right? More it happens a lot. And so I knew, I I kept saying, 
I know how to work hard. Mm -hmm. I know how to kill myself. I knew the physicality was going to be a big deal. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, here we go. And I had seen, remember when Charlie's Angels first came out and it was really balletic and they were all Uh on the wires. And I remember looking at that and thinking, I could do that. I know that I could do that. That Mm -hmm. looks like so much fun. Mm -hmm. And so I just threw myself into learning martial arts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every, I mean, every dancer, the first yoga class you take, they're like, yeah, no, turn your feet in. You know, (laughs) it was like that. I was a disaster. Uh It was like the most ridiculous bunhead of a martial arts student. They'd say, no, you have to have your knees bent. And I'm like, really? Are you sure? It's ugly. (laughs) I still say that, but it's ugly. Where's the line? Yeah, exactly. Um, So I, I just threw myself into it and in the final audition which was hours long and there were 50 billion people there you know I said just so you know I'm now a whatever belt and I in that short time I'd gone every day Uh and I so I did this string of forms for them and they were like oh Oh, okay we need that yeah (laughs) so you're talking about hard work and discipline which obviously you definitely learn in the studio from a young age do you feel like that training in ballet and that kind of process has helped you in your acting career? A thousand percent. Yeah. That's why when people, when other moms say to me, oh, my kid just wants to dance all the time. She's never going to be a dancer. Mm. I always say, oh, good, let her. Yeah. Because I was never going to be a dancer, but it completely shaped who I am. Mm. And it is, it is who I am. And I still completely over-identify, as you guys can clearly see, (laughs) with ballet dancers because it's a certain mindset that you grow up with. It's a way that you approach things. Mm -hmm. And it's it's like taking responsibility for your own shit. You get up, you do your work, you don't really mince about it, and you, you do what is called for. Yeah, yeah. We will return to our chat with Jennifer in a moment, but first we want to tell you about the Lake Tahoe Dance Festival. The Lake Tahoe Dance Festival is bringing together artists from all around the world to perform in one of the most beautiful places in the world, Lake Tahoe, California, on July 24th through the 27th. This summer's Lake Tahoe Dance Festival features works by Agnes DeMille, Constantine Batcher, Jacopo Godani, and Catherine Duke. Performance highlights include new and rarely seen works set against the breathtaking backdrop of Lake Tahoe and the Sierra Nevada mountains. Want to be a part of it? The Young Dancers Workshop offers a unique opportunity to refine technique, explore artistic growth, and perform repertoire with festival artists. Follow them on Instagram at Lake Tahoe Dance Collective and see what all the buzz is about. Visit LakeTahoeDanceCollective.org to plan your trip today. We talk also a lot about performance anxiety mm-hmm. and, you know, as dancers getting out on stage, you can just have Ugh. these moments. That, yeah. Yuck. Right. Oh, <laughs> so once you started Alias, were you kind of a little nervous? Like, OK, this is it. Like, I got this big break. This could really be something huge for me. Did that almost like mess with your mind a little bit? Was that a challenge mentally for you? No, because I had gotten so many big breaks before that mm-hmm. had gone nowhere. I just just. Oh, amazing. I just didn't have that. I don't know. I didn't. That's so that interesting. Yeah, mind. I mean, it, it's like... It's just at work. Yeah. 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 It's different. Being on set, as nerve-wracking as it is, right. is not the same as being on stage. Right. Obviously, we want <laughs> to talk totally about talk about those um, yeah. 
differences because mm-hmm. you you've done live theater. You oh, yeah. uh, had an acclaimed performance um, opposite Kevin Klein and Cyrano de Bergerac, and uh, but at that point you had been doing so much film and TV. Um, so I think people that definitely were seeing you in a different light. But what is that like to go back and forth between um, you know film production and then the energy of live theater? Well, it's one thing. It's terrifying to do live theater. But it's much, much more to do something that you have worked so hard to have mastered and have total control over, Mm -hmm. but you don't totally have control over it, Mm -hmm. like dance or like singing. I went through a phase where I talked myself out of thinking that I could get where I needed to get emotionally. Mm -hmm. So I had performance anxiety about those scenes, and I would would just talk myself into a freaking frenzy and think, can I do it? I don't know. And then I would just get there really early to show myself I'd be okay, and then I will have cried myself out by the time I get to the scene. So it's that kind of of stuff. Over-preparation is very real for us, too. Um, My friend... Our friend Justin Peck, he... Um, He's my friend too. <laughs> <laughs> Never met him, but yeah, we're really close. <laughs> but he made fun of me one time before one of his ballets because he was like, Michael, I think you did the whole ballet already. Like, I like to over prep that way. Mm-hmm. And that like, but then eventually you realize like that's to your detriment too. Like you mm-hmm. can't just like exhaust yourself like you're saying by overdoing it. Mm-hmm. Like you ha- finding that Sarah balance Murray can be so hard. that too, that she really over prepped when she was starting... <laughs> get bigger roles and she hurt herself and then now she's more careful yeah mm-hmm. yeah i was just what I, I went to watch um justin and sarah in rehearsal for a ballet and she's just she like it's so funny because she might say like yeah you learn how to take it easy but she was just like it was 5 30 on easter sunday like last rehearsal of the day still just like slamming it killing she has it. no i don't think she has an a, like a turning down the knob mm-hmm. button or you know she yeah, just she's always she on a thousand and yeah. when we talked to her when we had her on the show um she said like she did her swan lake debut when she was 19 mm-hmm. but had a stomach virus the day before mm-hmm. and got through it by having a breakfast of reese's pieces and drinking a coke in between acts two and Girl. three <laughs> yep <laughs> like, that seems normal that's that's so gross <laughs> <laughs> but just like that is like the strength of a like an artist, like how we harden ourselves that way to just like get through anything. Yeah. yeah. We're just going to do it, you know. <laughs> so Elise was just the beginning of your success here in Hollywood. And then you went on to do 13 going on 30, your major first major film appearance. So what was the difference between TV and movie? Was there much difference or? There's not. No. It, not really. I mm-hmm. mean, you're just on set with the mm-hmm. same crew and you're doing the exact same things. I mm-hmm. always felt like. What's the big deal that one or the other? Because right. the experience of it is very much the same. And they say, oh, you have so much more time on a film. But it all feels kind of hurry up and wait. And it right. all feels like you're rushing to make your day. And I've, I've never really, um, I don't know. It's all it's all pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, just to go back a little bit to the theater mm-hmm. film difference. And I wonder because, you know, adrenaline can, is a really helpful tool for a dancer. Right. You know, it helps you with stamina and helps you push. But like... If you're doing live theater and you had to do something that was, say, like emotionally vulnerable or kind of Mm -hmm. less energy, does that adrenaline ever get in your way? Like, can that ever be a negative thing? It feels like an inherently good thing for dancers. And I wonder if it would be No, adrenaline can push you to where you need to be emotionally as well, for sure. I mean, I think it's all, it's very, very similar. Mm -hmm. Um, You guys are all acting your nuts off when you're out there. So it's, it's very, I remember during Cyrano, which is the, um, the only play I've done since people have known who I am, which is so weird because I never meant to do anything but be on stage. Right, right, right. And I it just having kids, it's 
I find that balance tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember that I had a line right before I was about to get up and lose my mind in the final act of the play. And it was the leaves fall swiftly. And I still remember getting ready for that line, like the emotion creeping up the back of my head and the tears like being right there waiting, you know, Mm -hmm. and just knowing it, the the adrenaline of knowing it was coming would hit me so hard that sometimes if I needed to cry in a scene and I don't exactly, and I'm not feeling it or I've run out or Uh whatever, I can still, if I really think about it, I can use that Uh as a sense Uh of memory because the adrenaline of that can hit me and, Uh you know, take me into... I love that. But it is about relaxing into knowing what you know how to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't you think that's true no matter what? You just, you have to trust and relax into your own performance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Those are the ones that are best is when Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. are just like feeling, yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. and trusting the process and Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, we got to talk about ballet now. It's time. Fully transitioned into ballet. (laughs) Really ready. We want to talk. Really excited and fired up. (laughs) We're really excited too. Um, So we want to start first with in 2017 that you started doing these two two Tuesday posts on your social media where you do videos of your favorite dancers and you do voiceovers (laughs) with it. How did you kind of start doing that and decided that you wanted to add that to your social media presence? I mean, I had no. I was such a a newbie on all this dumb Instagram stuff. <laughs> and I just knew that the way that people were to, were doing it with, you know, hiring companies. And while I see the wisdom in it, I knew that I, I was so embarrassed to be doing it at all. And I just knew that I would be so embarrassed if I had like a team of people helping me tell, be right. myself. Right. You know, it just felt, <laughs> right. it felt weird okay. to me. So it was just me and my assistant. It still is. Mm-hmm. And bless her heart, she's literally does everything. She's uh-huh. like edits the stuff. She makes it all, she tags everyone, mm-hmm. makes it all happen. And then meanwhile is helping me be a room mom and helping me, you know, whatever, do everything that an assistant does. Right. Coordinate conversations on dance interviews. Exactly. Isn't she the best? <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that's, so we didn't know what we were doing. And I just said, well, I was just like, these are things I love. This is something I want to do. And everybody thought it was a bad idea in my world. And everyone hated it right in the beginning in <laughs> <laughs> in my world. But I didn't really care. I was yeah. just, I just, the whole reason that I was, that um, Instagram became something that was even acceptable to me was because I realized I could watch dance. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh, wait a minute. Isabella Boylston exists on another plane and I can watch her and- yeah. And then um, I have successfully stalked other people to try to become their best friend. So I decided to be a Cindy. Uh-huh. And that was really what yeah. started it all. We love out. James James uh, Whiteside and Isabella Boylston. Who mm-hmm. they? I don't know. Why do they call each other the Cindys? They've def- we've talked to them about this, haven't we? No, we haven't. No. We haven't, we haven't had, had them on together. On together. Yeah. We've oh. had them separately. Well, if you do, I need to be there. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, right. I think we I just, could do a panel of Cindys. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. No, we need that to happen. Because you've been dubbed the third Cindy. <laughs> I now. am for sure a Cindy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even and be weird about it. Yeah. I'm obviously a Cindy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it makes me blush. Oh my god, <laughs> amazing. Uh, but that, I think that's just what's so wonderful about what you're doing because you have this large platform and you're exposing people, fans of yours that maybe don't know anything about ballet to an art form that does, um, you know, struggle with its existence. It's hard to keep ballet or classical art in general um, at 
the front forefront of people's minds in the 21st century. Well, we have to be raising audience members. Yes. I mean, we live in LA. My kids see so much theater Good. and you don't yeah. think of LA as a place to see stuff, but yeah. they see dance, mm-hmm. they see um, they see theater, they see they because I'm determined mm-hmm. to raise audience members. Right. I, they don't need to do it. I don't mm-hmm. care right. at all. Right. I hope that they are farmers, you know, <laughs> but, but they need to, um, they need to, uh, because if you are, if you're an audience member and if you're raising one, you have somewhere to go for solace, you have somewhere mm-hmm. to go for joy, right. you have something that culturally connects you to another time and place and to a group yeah. of people and you mm-hmm. can have that experience, but you have to build your tolerance for st- sitting in the audience. Right. And one way to do that is, and I said this to, um, Kara at ABT a while ago, I said, you need to make stars out of your um, your ballerinas and your ballet dancers in the way that like they need to be stars that people can reach out and touch because mm-hmm. okay. yeah. that's what we have now. And little did I know they were already doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was just kind of my pleasure once I was going right. thoroughly down the rabbit hole right. and all, all of these dancers <laughs> yeah. to start talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about that too. I mean, you're talking about raising audience members. Like that's why it's so important too for kids who dance to just, even if they aren't going to do it mm-hmm. because someday who knows They could be doctors, they could be lawyers, whatever, and become audience members and maybe donors and Mm -hmm. help the art form continue on. So it's, yeah, it's essential for Mm -hmm. those sorts of things to happen. Absolutely. So at what point did you start to kind of realize you're just, you know, innocently, freely putting this love of ballet out into the world via Instagram? And then when did you start to get responses back reciprocating that, like, from our joy that you have? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, right away, Tyler Peck was my was my first because I just feel like she could be a Garner girl, and she is. <laughs> she just like is emanates like joy and competence and a free like a real um, studied freedom. Mm-hmm. Like she knows exactly what she's doing, but there's also a real joie de vivre mm-hmm. to whatever she has going on, and so. She was my first because I, you know, I live out here. I have all these kids. I do anytime I'm in New York, I'm there for like exactly as long as I need right, to be. Right, and right. there's never a minute left over where I'm like, maybe I'll go catch this or yeah, catch yeah. that. And so I'm always rushing back, taking like the the rock and roll jet blue back at 1030 at night to L.A. <laughs> and um, so I just feel like, oh, my gosh, all this dance is happening and I'm not getting to see it. See it mm-hmm. But this makes me feel connected. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I have spent so much time on YouTube and on <laughs> and on <laughs> Instagram, uh-huh. like watching all of you guys oh. way more than you even want. <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, that's why I think it's it's a, like a fine line because people it there is like a level of arrogance to it too where it's like oh but that's not like you know it's people that think it cheapens our form we've talked about bella i've talked about this with bella right because um you know people there are people who are resistant to using social media in this way like you know just some ballet snobs out there of course. but then yeah. but you're right it's there are people who cannot get to a theater to see the art form mm-hmm. so this is one tool that we have to make people fall in love with For it and sure. keep them engaged. And it draws you in and makes you feel like I cannot miss the next time this is in town. And you start right. to make it the one thing that you want to do while you're in the city. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the one I have to see this is happening. Right. I've got to go. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, totally. Um, so let's back to the Cindy's. Mm-hmm. When you got to go to ABT, when you became the third Cindy, mm-hmm. you got to go um, and watch. Were you watching rehearsals or I class? just watched company class. Watched company class? I just fully took advantage of my... <laughs> How did that come about? Yeah, how did they... I just reached out to Cara and said, do you mind? Would anyone mind if I Amazing. watched company class? Yeah. And she said, oh, yeah, you can film them. If you... And I said, no, no, this isn't about that. I just want to watch. Yeah. I just want to be there and and see their feet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what was the reception like when you... They were so sweet to me. Oh, yeah. They were so lovely. And as I was watching, you know, it's different when you see people in real life. And so I'd be like... Oh, Oh wait, that's so and so. That's so and so. Where's Stella? Where's yeah. you know? Where's Jilly? Where yeah. where are they all? And Aww. and also because I see people, my experience of people is one at a time on Instagram. I forget who belongs to which company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, so I was looking around for. Who, uh, uh, Lauren Lovett. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then I was like, no, 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 she's not. I've got the wrong Where's company. I've got, oh, yeah, she's on. She's <laughs> yeah. at the Lincoln Center. So I'm on yeah, 890 yeah, yeah. Broadway right yeah. now. Yeah, that's uh, amazing. I, we were saying too that we love that picture of you of Bella with Bella and James because your technique is beautiful. That back leg is turned out, hip thank is you. open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank mm-hmm. you, thank you. <laughs> yeah. We were like, this is fantastic. If I have we ten minutes to adjust, I can still make a nice line, <laughs> <laughs> a mirror, plenty of time. If I've stretched, that's so fun. Would you ever, if they invited you to take class with them, would you? No, do? I couldn't. I'm 47. I haven't danced since I was 22. I mean, I used to take a class now and then. Uh, yeah, it would just make me so sad. And it yeah, I'm so happy. You to might watch. not know that. You might like I, because we're retired now, Becca <laughs> and I. But and I didn't dance for two years, and then I got back into a ballet class, and I was just like, your body loves it. It misses it. I danced this morning for an hour and a half. You, we should all take class I do together. Dance. The cardio <laughs> class. There you go. Yeah, it's so much it's fun. Uh-huh. Body. Yeah. 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 And they're all kind of like, why does she take this so seriously? <laughs> because this is my connection uh-huh. to it. Yeah. That dance so and fun. sneakers. But that's like a way to continue that movement. It's like now I do yoga all the time and it still feels like a way to like express mm-hmm. movement in my yeah. body. It still feels like good in that way, you know? Yeah. So it's always there for us. Right. <laughs> that must be such a hard thing, retirement. Oof. Yeah, we've, oh. we've 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 <sighs> talked about it, and it's sure. it's an ongoing, like up and down. Up and down. It's like when you when because you commit yourself to it from the very beginning. Like you know, I started when I was seven. You started when Three. what? But like yeah. you know, that's the one thing about the other art forms that I'm jealous of. Like you can play a violin yeah. until your hands fall off, but right. you yeah. can't keep dancing. <laughs> yeah. It's really true, yeah. and there are fewer roles for women my age than there are for you know when you're whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there are still roles, right. and as long as you are not, you know against playing a mom yeah. or which I'm not <laughs> you know then there there will always there's something out right. there something right something will move on yeah mm-hmm. um we also wanted to talk about when ABT came to LA for the nutcracker uh-huh. and you did the most amazing instagram video <laughs> i think i watched it like 10 times i was crying laughing i was like this looks so fun it was so much fun tell us about your experience well, i always take my kids mm-hmm. to the ABT nutcracker cuz they come to LA mm-hmm. and they we've never been in new york to go to the new york city i mean I've seen it, but my kids haven't. Mm-hmm. So this is Ratmansky as their, their um, you know, they think that it starts in the kitchen. They think that's how the Nutcracker starts, uh-huh. and that's I'm fine with that. We um, love Alexi. We're big yeah. Alexi fans. Yeah. yeah. You know what I love about his choreography is that he has such a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? Totally. I took my kids to see Firebird, mm-hmm. and that's a really funny ballet. Right. You know, the women with the green. And my son was super into it, and Aww. he's such a good little guy. But <laughs> they were... Um, my kids were completely enthralled. It's very accessible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His, his totally 
choreography. So um, one time we had gone and we were... Uh, we were late. I hadn't looked at the ticket and we were literally just sitting at dinner down the road when suddenly I was like, I think the, I think it actually curtain wasn't at eight. I think it was at 30. Yeah. Oh no. By the way, that's not the first time I've done that. I'm a total (laughs) idiot. So we raced to the theater and they very kindly said, you can watch from the wings. Mm -hmm. So we went and watched from the wings and Remy Young was in, was doing snowflakes. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. She dislocated her shoulder <gasps> it, during the performance. Oh, no. Came off, was in so, so much pain yeah. and trying to deal. My kids and I were sitting in the wings with my girlfriend and her kids. And everyone was like, you're fine, you're fine. I was like, no. If she needs to cuss, cry, scream, whatever she needs to do, yeah, yeah, yeah. she does not need yeah. me in her eyelight. <laughs> and so I scooted my kids out and she ended up having surgery, but I've always felt such a connection to her because oh. bless her heart, she was a peanut and totally. she totally screwed herself. Anyway, now we're on time. And <laughs> we just, I just said, you know, most of this stuff that I do, it's just like, you know what would be funny? I want to do this. And then my assistant, Mo, or my my everything Mo, <laughs> says, you know what? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. We can make that happen. And so we just did it. And we didn't have a game plan. I was so busy. The only thing I knew was that I was going to cut out snowflakes for the snowflakes. That's it. <laughs> That's, and we got a costume and we headed down. Uh-huh. My favorite part was at the end where you have the number one fan <laughs> yeah. foam thing. Oh, we do a lot on Amazon. Before one of these, we spend a lot of time on Amazon. <laughs> this is not, this, this wasn't like a one and only moment. You also did the Harlequinade video. Right. Which our friend Ezra Gosh. directed. So when we, like he had, he was really proud of that video. And then all of a sudden I was like, Jennifer Garner just edited herself, edited herself into my video. Like, how do you was come up with that insult- idea? Was he oh, he okay loved- with it? Oh my god, okay, he loved good. it. I'm so glad. No, yeah. he was like sending I, it around. Yeah, yeah I mean, I just saw that my Cindy's were doing this. Uh-huh. With- Got to be with the Cindy's. Yeah, yeah, and it just like I couldn't make it, and it just killed me. So I just said, I just I feel like I could put myself into that video because there are just a couple. If you just do a couple of close ups. You can make it work. So we just did it up against my bedroom wall and uh-huh. <laughs> just it's called so the, good. you know, I just called the costume company right. that does all the rentals because I've known them for, you know, right, right, right. Oh, and they're God. so nice. I was going to ask where you got your, because the costume's right on. Yeah. Spot we on. called them. We, they know my sizes. We sent them pictures and then they just say, oh yeah, we'll send it over. It's so good. <laughs> it's LA people. You can get anything <laughs> you want. <laughs> So does Mo, your assistant, yeah. everything, has she started to really have this appreciation for ballet as well? Everyone in my house, really. She's, she, it's so cute because now she knows everyone's names and she, oh. you know, she'll say, is that Justin Peck's choreography? And I'll say, yes, it is, Mo. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Uh-huh. Be able to identify yeah. different choreographers. Yeah. That's Wow. Mm-hmm. You've trained them all well. <laughs> well, Times Are Racing is very specific. Oh, Times Are Racing is so brilliant. True. Yeah, that's true. Have you seen that one? Not live. Not live. Oh, we got to get there. But I've seen like every minute of it together with different, I saw James do part of it. I saw Tyler do part of it. Yeah. I, I may have a secret link to the whole thing. So I, would I, might, be s- I might send you, Justin, I think we'll be okay with that. Justin, yeah. if you're listening, here's your request for permission. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, well, I wanted to know what other um, things you've seen recently. Oh, yeah. Because you are, like you're saying, a little bit limited in terms of what time you have and that sort of thing. What ballets have you seen recently that you've been like, oh, this is so great? That w- There's one, oh my gosh, there's one I want to see so badly. It's I did actually a thing on it. It, it's Sarah Mearns and a, I think it's Ratmansky. Namuna. Namuna. 
It's, it's, uh, we were just saying I have yeah. seen it. Really Look. just talking about it because that video is bonkers. The, the video of her in crazy. And, and when you see it live, like you don't even know. You feel like you're gonna jump out of your seat. I, I can't it's, even. I just am like, <laughs> is that real? I yeah. don't understand it. I can't even breathe when yeah. I, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like I need to see that girl do. Oh yeah, totally. That. Do her mm-hmm. thing live. I need to see. You know who I love. I just have such an affinity for Indiana Woodward. Mm-hmm. She, she's, she's beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah, because she seems like a sprite. Mm-hmm. She just seems like she is so happy doing what she's doing. She mm-hmm. seems like the best buddy to everyone, mm-hmm. and she yeah. just cracks herself up. And I think, oh, she's a peanut. I'd yeah. like to watch. Her. She's great. <laughs> she um, Tyler Peck was hurting. Uh, that was just Tuesday, uh-huh. and so she has this variation in this. Re- Ratmansky ballet that's just totally bonkers and she you know she you know the house freaks out and so when they announced right before the curtain it was that late that they didn't even put the piece of paper in they had yeah. to do it over and then you hear like groans from the audience like it's so rude I think yeah but then Indiana just gets out there and is like I'm Indiana and this is me and how I do it and it was so beautiful and completely won everyone over that makes me so angry. But that's why. But I thought it was like so going, great. Like to me, I would have been like, okay, I guess I'll just die now. Yeah, but I don't for think her, she was just like, I'm gonna be me. You. He's out. She couldn't hear that backstage. Was it that loud? So, that, it's so rude. They do that a lot. I, I know. In We've the, had that in, happen in, in Miami. Like, the seventies and stuff when you had really big stars, mm-hmm. like if if right. Suzanne was out or Margot Fontaine or someone, the audience would be like, <laughs> how so. about how about Wendy Whalen? Love Wendy. Let's talk about it. How about Fellow Kentucky. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wendy taking a picture of Suzanne Farrell yes. coaching. These, I'm just like the three of them in the room at the same time. Yeah. Who forgot to invite me? I mean, <laughs> that is where I'm like, kids, enjoy your day. I'm getting on a plane. Yeah. I have to take the red eye. I'm very totally. busy. I can't even. T- it makes me so happy yeah. that she's in that role. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I, I mean, you could feel. I know nothing. Right. I really you know, don't know anything. I know a lot. You could know feel the anxiety coming mm. off of the companies oh, yeah. with all of the changes over the last oh, yeah. couple, all the upheaval, all the, you know, all the different things that were happening and i feel like i hope that i'm right that everyone's settling mm-hmm. well just so. like that small gesture from the artistic staff saying like we're gonna do the it's like the simplest thing to do what people had missed so much was having those coaches who those yeah. roles were made for them or balancing worked so extensively with them yeah having them come back into the fold after almost three decades oh. like i'm yeah. the biggest suzanne stan there is worshipped her from the time i you know first saw her and like to have that moment where you you know she you thought maybe she, for her like what did that even mean like she probably thought she might have never been back in that building that you know was like yeah, the, her she, life force yeah. for she decades. helped build yeah and yeah so it's you just know, so one beautiful. thing that my ballet teacher that i did that i'm so grateful for even though it was such a pain when i was a kid we had to take a huge nine-page written test every year on, um, and on whatever tech, just what is it like history and technique? Yeah. But because of that, she would also have us watch videos of like a Balanchine or whatever. I remember watching Serenade on a tiny little theater in the mm-hmm. studio. Yeah. But that was all I saw. Yeah. Right. But it gave me enough that I know something when I see it. Mm-hmm. And I can, you know, if I'm watching Balanchine, I can talk about neoclassicism right. and I understand a plotless ballet versus, mm-hmm. you know, in totally. the shapes that yeah. are up there instead of a story ballet. And mm-hmm. that was that was it. Right. You know? <clears throat> and one summer 
uh, every year two kids were chosen to go to the School of the Arts in North Carolina mm-hmm. for on scholarship. Yeah. And I never would have been chosen because it was Duncan Noble who did the choosing. Do you know who he is? I've heard about him. Yeah, was he was gnarly. About, yeah, I, I was. I didn't have the technique for, but I could perform. Uh-huh. I could always perform. Mm-hmm. And so one year he had a cold and he didn't come, and somebody else came and I won the scholarship. And that summer intensive was such a happy mm-hmm. uh, thing for me, but I'm so grateful for it because yeah. it kind of cemented what I knew to look for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always talk about how summer intensives are just like the best They're time like ever. The most uh. important, like those friends that you make and like the yeah. experiences you have, like those five weeks can be more important to you than like an entire yeah. five right. years of your yeah. life. Right. Like that really... Yeah. As a teacher, I always get so excited now when they go away for the summer and come back to see what they learned and how they've changed. It's like it can be so transformative in such a short period of time. I mean, five, six weeks. It's really. Oh, really? You know, for sure. So cool to yeah, see. it was a different level of instruction. Yeah. So have you seen any Justin Peck ballets live or you're no. just. No, I haven't. I've, I mean, I've really seen very little, but there, there are more things I really want to see. When we mm-hmm. look yeah, here. tell us. We want to hear. Um. Okay, well, the Met season, of course, looks great. Um, <laughs> and the, um, oh gosh, what is what is City Ballet doing right now? Uh, well, I just saw, they're doing, the, like the is first week balancing? was, there, there was like no balancing this week. It was just, um, like the fr- I saw one program on Tuesday that was uh, a Lexi piece, a Justin Ballet and a Mario Biganzetti piece. So they were really trying to showcase, I think, in the first week, like 21st century choreographers that they've built up. But mm-hmm. Balanchine will be next week, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite Balanchine Ballet? I mean, I just remember watching Serenade as yeah. a little I mean, girl. It's the hard best. to pick and, anything other and than Jules, that. And Jules. Uh, you know, it's hard well, we to... Got a, we got all the ballets, really. Yeah, we got all of them. <laughs> really, really Jules, just all of Jules them. Jules is such a good one because you can be greedy and you get three in one. Right. Yeah. Ex- so. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually speaking of that Suzanne um, coaching. I get to see mm-hmm. the first show of Diamonds Come after. On. I'm I'm really excited with to see that moment. I think she yeah. wants to be your date for that. Come on in. Yeah. When is it? When is it? Where are we going? <laughs> Next Friday. Oh, I'll be and in. Then, where will I be? I'll be in Kentucky. I'll be in Kentucky. Oh, I think. Oh, funny. Circle. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you want, I'm staging a Justin Peck ballet. Come you on really? over to Hong Kong, and I'll oh get you. Gosh. I'll get you seats. Uh, front row seats wow. for You're the Rabbit, which is um such a great piece it's oh. like Sufjan Stevens because he collaborates with him all the time oh but right, their, right, right. their work together is really special cool yeah <laughs> well I, love I, that. I think just to bring it back round in, it out it, would there ever be um uh an acting role that was more ballet centric that you would take on now I feel like I could play a teacher mm-hmm. oh yeah I I could definitely rock the the teacher shoes yes. and have a cane. Yeah, I would, I would have no problem. You've got big dreams. Well, this is where you start paying. Oh, um, so unfortunately, we're at the end part of our interview, but we still have a few questions for you. We like to do a lightning round at the end of every episode. Mm-hmm. And we have what I think is an exceptionally good one for you. So, <laughs> All right. So first one, you just answer with the first thing that comes to mind, okay. your ballet dream role. Um, my my ballet dream role the this girl serenade huh waltz girl waltz girl and serenade yeah. waltz girl waltz. Yes. yes yes okay really good, good choice, choice. <laughs> uh dream partner to dance with dream oh cindy cindy <laughs> 
<laughs> Although the Angled boys oh, they're, are also they're beautiful so partners. fabulous. Yeah. Cindy, no, yeah. don't even, don't even. No qualifiers. <laughs> um, if you could choose to have dinner with any ballet dancer or choreographer, living or dead, who would you choose? Um... Balanchine. Duh. Yeah. Duh. Okay. I knew we liked you. Duh. We knew. I mean, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> um, what are your top three ballet-related Instagram accounts that you most enjoy? Oh, my gosh. What are they? Well, don't you just love Lauren Lovett's little heart and yeah. how she's so... She, I mean, like, <laughs> if you see her, if you talk to her in person, too, she gave such a great interview. Yeah, but she then she's did. just like, she's like that... Um, like in all aspects of her life. Remember when we we did stroll up in Vail, um, you know, like fresh off a plane and like several hours in that car. Yeah. And then she's just there like pouring her heart out like straight away. It's yeah. so sweet. You just yeah. want to yeah. hold her. I feel <laughs> like that's how she is. I think yeah. she just is someone who pours her heart out. Mm, totally. So yeah. um, I for sure love her. I like when they actually show dance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I can't to to Tuesday them if they're not. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I get frustrated uh-huh. when there's someone I love like Stella how do you say her last name? Abrera. 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 I could not, I just can't find like a cl- solid uh-huh. clip of her dancing up close enough because I want people to a- yeah. to get it and attach to it. And uh-huh. Stella, I'll run into her and I'll say, you, you gotta post got to give girl. me something, girl. Oh, I mean. So it's, yes. So that, um, I love, I've always had a thing for Alvin Ailey. So mm-hmm. I love, they usually will show a little clip of something from the wings right. mm-hmm. so I can see, you know, you can never see enough revelations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I love that. Of course, my Cindy's, I don't even need to mention them. Um, I love Jay Rowdy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. How yeah. about him? Joel yeah. Proudy. Yeah, Joel. Joel. How's, Joel what's his last name? Proudy. Proudy. Joel and James Whiteside, mm-hmm. Cindy, mm-hmm. and myself, we were all in Boston Ballet as babies together. So I, we oh go so gosh. far back. That's yeah. the workout. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. workout routines with Sarah I mean, Mearns that are insane. It's yeah. Insane. Insane. I have my trainer. We watch them. I do that in PT too. I'm like, yeah. can I do these things? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so you should fun. see my version. Uh-huh. <laughs> I should actually do a side by side of her version. You should me. do that. Amazing. That would be really <laughs> great. Yes, I fun. love that. Yes. We came up with your next ballet related Instagram okay, post great. just now. <laughs> um, okay, so you went backstage and hung out with ABT dancers. Mm-hmm. What company would you choose to do that with if you could choose any other company? Oh, I would do New York City yeah. next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And next I plan up. on stalking. You yeah. Know, yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. show up in their class when they oh, yeah. least expect it. And I'll just have, <laughs> I look like this the whole time. <laughs> I get really Southern and quiet and prim and proper because I don't want to mess with their work. Mm-hmm. But I get very smiley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. So what ballet Insta celebrity would you like to meet that you have not yet? I haven't met Tyler. You haven't oh met Tyler? Oh my God. No. I know. And, well, well, she's fr- she's a Cali girl. We got to get her yeah, back. Yeah, I know. Then, yeah. I did know. you see her? Um, what was the uh, thing that she did in LA? Marie, oh, oh. When she did like, she programmed the evening of dance. Yeah. I missed that. I oh, somehow darn. just, I don't know if I was out of town, but I somehow completely mm-hmm. missed mm-hmm. it. I think she's doing it again this year, maybe. Good. Hard to say, but oh, I think it would probably have She's DMs feeling us. better. That show had to be hard on her. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That ballet is. Really yeah. not eight shows but, a week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. Absolutely. All right. Well, we have one last thing for you from our sponsor. We brought you a little <gasps> gift. So you have to get back in class. So you have what? to get back it's in so class. This did not exist when I was. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh. I think what is in there? What do we well, got? Let's for see. You? We'll let's see what up. we have. <laughs> There's a T-shirt that I can do. <laughs> that I can wear. I mean. You know who really rocks her Yumiko is um, Misa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
She's an amazing one. So these are leg warmers that are brand new to their... You could totally wear that. By the way, I do wear leg warmers. Oh, amazing. Yeah, Yeah, I wear leg warmers because, you know... They're warm. <laughs> People make so much it's fun of me, and I'm it's like, "Why? You're a loud. skirt? Is, oh, that's <gasps> so cute!" Wait till I show up to my body by Simone class, <laughs> rocking this and a beautiful wow. velvet top. That is really beautiful. Yeah. It's gorgeous. And we love it. And the tutu people as well, do they make the gorgeous practice tutus? They do That's, not. Who okay. does that? Who does that? Misa Kurinaga very... always has like the yeah. gorgeous yeah. ombre. Yeah. The, yeah. It's, you remember like the, everyone in Miami City Ballet started getting those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Patricia's the one with the pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, not... Patricia. Patricia I like, Delgado. She's, yes. Justin's wife. She's fun to watch. Yeah. I like yeah. Her. Oh, she's so yeah, beautiful. She's amazing. We, I mean, we grew up with her. Yeah. Like we were... With her dancing for yeah. 11 years. And her years. sister, Jeanette. Oh, yeah. Do you follow her on I don't know of the her? sister. I love oh, when I God. figure out that people oh. are sisters. Oh. Like, there are girls, one's in the core, one's, one's at one ballet, one's at the other. I'm trying to remember their names. I just went down a total rabbit hole with oh, those oh, girls. Oh, and, you know who um, I mean? Boston and San Francisco. Who? Yeah. What are their Ooh. names? That's long. That's a long time so ago. So long ago. But there's another set. There's a set also in New York City uh-huh. that are young girls who in are just ABT getting started. City I think so. I'm trying to think of who that They're is. They're gorge. Yeah. Yeah. Just ah. Trust me. We love them. I'm sure. Yeah. You'll have to show us their Instagrams. Yeah. We'll, we'll share all the Instagram accounts that we need to follow them oh, out yeah. together. So the last bit is. Oh, we also. Conversations on dance shirt, of course. The world on <laughs> We have to. I will. I will keep the world on point. (laughs) You are. Well, we really do, like, on behalf of the ballet world, (laughs) we appreciate you really shining a light on the art form because it's true. It's hard. It's people will see it as like a dying art form or that it's old and boring and it's just tutus and tiaras. And having someone like you be able to shine a light on all the cool things that are happening, it really is. You keep us looking young. You keep us relevant. (laughs) People need to be reminded what athletes. Mm -hmm. Yeah what athletes dancers are and the fact Mm -hmm. that there are this blend of athletes and arts you just think come on world like let's keep this in mind but they have to see it to know it so i'm i'm so happy that my little tuesdays and to all the all my favorite dancers out there please put yourself somewhere Show me a video. Send it to me so I can do something. <laughs> Everybody's going to be posting videos. I know. You're just flooded with <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you, Jennifer. Thank so you so much. We really appreciate it's you having so us. Fun. Thank you for tuning in this week. If you are new to the podcast, we invite you to click available episodes in your favorite podcast app to explore our catalog of over 140 episodes with some of the most influential people in the ballet and dance world. If you like what you heard today, please click subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, and tell your friends. New episodes of Conversations on Dance go live every Monday. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.